This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, fellas. Howdy. Episode 10. Never thought we'd make it. We're here. Our listener numbers are going up, too. I'm not going to share that data because I don't want anybody trying to come into the market, but (laughs) almost feeling like it's worth the time. (laughs) Can't let these people down. What, uh, what's everybody drinking, John? Odo's and you do that every damn week. Odo's and Tippo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no lime, right? You don't like lime in yours. And I'm, I'm really lazy, so yeah. And I don't like artificial shit. And nor no, lemon. Oh, neither, not lemon. Don't put a fucking neither lime or lemon. My brother made one the other day with watermelon in it. He muddled some watermelon in the bottom of it. Watermelon? Yeah. Post Malone. <laughs> if y'all need four hours or some nonsense, go listen to that JRE. I might pass on that one. They done ate, <laughs> ate some mushrooms <laughs> before they started. <laughs> I was like, God damn, what did they talk about for four hours? And then the third thing Joe Rogan says is we ate we just ate some mushrooms and we're drinking Bud Light and I'm like I I get it. There it is. Jared, what are you drinking? Drinking up a bottle of bourbon I picked up yesterday. Hey there we go. Uh, Somebody Rebel remembers Yell. the meaning of the show. Rebel Yell. I'm drinking it. We might uh straight right now. We're probably gonna get in some some, ginger beer. What's up? We're gonna get in trouble for saying things like "Rebel Yell." Oh God! (laughs) You trying to honor the Confederacy over there? There. Listen, (laughs) my buddy just sent out a a list of uh, it was like bourbons to add to your your collection under twenty five bucks. And this one happened to be on it. Well, the hundred proof version of this is on it, but this is this version is the only one I could find, and it was fifteen dollars. What proof is that one? Eighty. What's the rule on bourbon? It's got to be at least eighty, right, to be considered bourbon or a hunt or what, John? John. <laughs> that that was directed at you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe it's 80, but I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they haven't changed their name to R-Yell. Yeah. And then well, sue the black person over the, the real R-Yell over it. They haven't, uh, hadn't been discovered yet, probably. They hadn't, they hadn't, uh, the, uh, 
movement hasn't made its way to distilled spirits yet, apparently. But it's coming. They're changing the name of a local high school here. It's a uh, Robert E. Lee Rebels, which I actually didn't know. I always just thought it was Lee Rebels. But uh, if you give them a Google, you'll see a long list of distinguished alumni from that school, uh, including people who've been in the White House and the an incredible amount of NFL players. But where, uh, where is this school again? In, in Midland. In Midland. Oh. Yeah. And uh, uh, Barry and I were on our high school's <laughs> distinguished alumni Wikipedia for about 48 hours. Cause I put us there. <laughs> we, we put it on there with uh, us two and Aaron Watson and we checked back a couple weeks later and just Aaron Watson was on there. Damn. But it no, that, but it's that's but, as high as it goes. Yeah, I guess. That's <laughs> I don't know of anybody else. Uh and being Barry. Yeah. But no, seriously, go go look up Lee Rebels notable alumni. The list is lengthy. But anyways, once they change the name, I'm going in and taking all of them out because it's not gonna be <laughs> It ain't going to be the Lee Rebels anymore. It's uh, causing some strife in the local community. The idea of changing the name. They should the name. rename it the Star Wars Rebels. I I don't know what they're going to name it. They're, they're going to hold a public forum. I can't wait to see what the hell comes of it. Wow. <laughs> including, letting, high school. including letting the current student body... Uh, be part oh, of the decision making. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even let the grown-ups do it. <laughs> there anyways, don't want to get into politics, but especially at the local at the school board level, but <laughs> uh, I'm drinking Tito's and Topo as well. I uh will switch back to bourbon once the weather cools off a little bit. I've confirmed uh, bourbon must be a minimum of 80 proof at bottling. bottling. Where is that one bottled, Jared? Or distilled? Let's get John Uh, fired up here. One second. Looks like an old bank emblem on the... It says Kentucky on the bottle. Kentucky straight. I think if to be Kentucky straight, you have to be distilled in Kentucky. It says bourbon it says country. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Bardstown. <laughs> I don't know enough about whiskey, so it's bourbon. Or bourbon. You know, one time all, <clears throat> all whiskeys are bourbon, right? Uh, no, I think not it's all, not all bourbon or whiskeys. I'd say all, yeah, yeah all, 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 no. all, all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbons. <laughs> We're really discrediting ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I one time ordered uh, it was Kentucky limestone water and just came in a bottle. That's what apparently if you are going to use ice to dilute your drink, that's the recommended water to do it with because that's what most of it's distilled with as well. So you're not changing your flavor profile. You you have to get a special water for this? That's what's encouraged. You don't have to. but The theory is that there's contaminants in your water, just your normal tap water, even if it's filtered because it's not filtered through the limestone like it is in Kentucky, and it could alter the taste and make it undesirable. You're telling me there's impurities in my in my well water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, water <I'm> here, <laughs> you get. We get a thing in the mail about every month, telling us whether it's safe to drink the water here this month or not. Wow. They don't say anything about. It. They even say don't give it to your pets, which I don't. But I'm like, I can't drink it, but I shower in it all the time. Um, yeah, that's that's safe. We'll see. Hey, can I can I have y'all seen this the 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 new creation by Coca Cola Topo Chico Seltzer? Yeah, I saw that. What do y'all make of it? I probably won't ever be able to find it, but I'll drink it if it shows up. <laughs> I'm pretty good at making my own Topo Chico seltzers, though. So. expert level (laughs) i don't know i don't recall seeing a flavor on the ones i saw the picture of i saw a brand recently called ranch water and i'm like that's good marketing there get the manly men yeah those things are disgusting i bet and they uh it irritates me a little bit. I actually think the person who started that's from Midland, but they're doing it all out of Austin, but they're trying to make it sound like it's a, like a big band area, like Marfa thing. Mm-hmm. So I've got some, I've got a, a vendetta against them. I bought some just to try and uh, they're too sweet for me, but they're actually pretty good. My mom came down and, uh, she poured them in with some tequila and dressed it up like a margarita. And I think, I think those were pretty good. Kathy drank a couple as well. There's another type of ranch water that's been showing up around here too. That's a little bit better. It's the same, same kind of idea, but uh, it's not as sweet. Those ranch waters have a, they're like a syrupy sweet, not a, Ugh. That's what, I haven't even tried a uh, hard seltzer because of that shit. I, if, if they sold me something that was a carbonated water that had vodka in it, I'd buy it. Yeah. But, there is a, there is one like that. It's called... Uh, I'll have to remember what it's called. You have to get them at the liquor store, though, so you know it's legit. What the hell are those things called? They're pretty good. You got to be careful, though, because you can drink about 30 of them, you know, and just. <laughs> well, that's the problem with vodka for me is that it'll just sit and sit and sit and sit. And then all of a sudden, Johnny's drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't had one in four hours. Yeah, that kind of happened to me yesterday. I, 
I actually thought I was drinking a little bit slow by my standards. And then about nine o'clock at night, I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> this is a situation. <laughs> uh, I'll figure out what those are called and get back, get back with you folks. John, you have a book this week. Yeah. Um, I, uh, are we getting into it or you just want me to mention that I have a book? Uh, no, let's go ahead and dig into it. All right. I read a, a walk in the woods by Bill Bryson. It's, uh, it's published in 1998. It's a nonfiction book of his attempt to hike the Appalachian trail. For those who don't know, the Appalachian trail is a trail that runs from Georgia all the way up to Maine. And it's about, what is it? I can't remember. I think it's just over 2000 miles long. That sounds about right. 2,200, something like that. But he's an older guy that's decided that he was just going to go hike the trail. He asked all of it, everybody he knew if anybody wanted to go with him. And about a week before he got a call from an old buddy that wanted to go hike with him. And the guy showed up and he was overweight, had knee problems. <laughs> he didn't eat every hour. He had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> It probably changed that guy's life. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they set off from a uh, Springer Mountain up here in Georgia and hiked. And I'm not, I don't think I'm giving too much away here. And the book's 20 years old, but they essentially they made it all the way to the Smokies and looked at, <laughs> looked at how far they'd gone. <laughs> it was like 10% of the whole trail. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of demoralizing been out there for a yeah. month already yeah they saw a foot long uh or a four foot long map on in gatlinburg tennessee it was like what the fuck <laughs> you know you don't but, hear you don't hear much about the i guess probably the second half of it kind of once you get get through this the tennessee north carolina area well, that's because I no never one have. makes it that far. Yeah. It's like 10% of the people that start finish it. Oh, like really? Most people quit in the first 30 miles. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And they actually quit in Gatlinburg when they saw that. And they kind of just they skipped around. They went up to Shenandoah and hiked all the way through there Ooh. up in Virginia. And then, then they went home. And agreed to get back together later in the season and finish it up from like Maine. But the author went through and all the kind of historical stuff. He went and traveled to it and hiked a lot of the trail, just on day hikes. So it was pretty interesting. They went through a lot of stuff like bear safety and the history of bears and uh, some tree stuff. And what was it? There was a how the trail was made, like, um, what's the name? Benton McKay is a, there's a trail in the smoke. He's called the Benton McKay trail. And he was, he had the vision of the Appalachian trail and there was going to be hostile. I think it's hostels on it and all this other shit. And it was going to be awesome. That never came to be because he was kind of like a free spirit. Um, not a doer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the actual person in, uh, that, finished it was uh avery i can't remember his first name 
I'm pretty sure there's a Mount Avery on the trail or in North Carolina. You and me looked at hiking a little bit of the Benton McKay Trail, didn't we? Yeah, we did uh, when we were planning our trip to Smokies. Um, but oh, <laughs> at one point he was talking about how they were going to dam the Delaware, and uh, he starts ripping on the army corps of engineers because they can't do anything right yeah <laughs> he's like we're lucky they didn't do it or we would have flooded all of washington dc <laughs> but he, he has no respect for the u.s government or uh, anything for him. That set up. <laughs> they made a movie out of that book didn't they yeah i watched it and it was entertaining uh, robert redford and um i don't know the guy's name um, is that Paul Newman? Uh, it's the old guy from uh, Angel Has Fallen. I don't think I'm familiar. Oh, it's Nick. It's Nick Nolte. Was oh. the was the fat guy that showed up? <laughs> I'd like to be cast for that role. <laughs> yeah. he, he probably, I'd really walk well. in and be like, "You're the one." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed the book. I say that every time I read a book. But uh, I, I, I'm going to interrupt you. If I finish a book, I enjoyed it. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I stopped reading a book and then started this one because I was bored out of my fucking mind. Where'd you stop? Into the Silence by Wade Davis. His tying World War One and the first attempt on Everest together. And that does, sound pretty, that does would, sound pretty boring. And I'm interested in both of those topics. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, that sounded like a great book. Actually, uh, Yvonne Chouinard of Patagonia fame had uh, said he was reading it when he was on the Meteor podcast. So I picked it up and it was just really long and it was just taking me forever to get through it. And I wasn't making any progress and it was very boring. Uh, you know, Stephen Ornella of meat eater fame is quite the reader. Just a, just a fun fact on that. He'd be good to have on. He probably knows Stephen? more about bourbon than all of us too. <laughs> And if he doesn't, he's he's damn sure going to act like he does. So, <laughs> And I don't feel bad saying that because he knows he's that way. Yeah. There was, I wish I was that way. I, <laughs> I, th I think you can get really far in life being like that. Just acting like you know everything. Yeah, faking it till you make it. There was, there was an episode the other day. He kept asking this guy if he knew all these uh, Hebrew words, Jewish, like Jewish words. And the guy knew a bunch of them, and Ranella just kept going and going. And then Yanni, uh, Giannis Patelis, who's been Ranella's best friend for years. A lot be an eagle? Yeah, he goes, he goes, you don't have to answer this. He's just trying to show <laughs> that he knows more than you. <laughs> but... Uh, that'll be... Anyway, yeah. $500. Need Eater podcast. Uh, so back to the book. Uh, I'd recommend it to anybody that's interested in it. It inspired me to, I don't think I want to give up six months of my life to walk through the Appalachian Trail. 
Um, but it inspired me to section hike it. I think I'd like to go check it out and try to see portions of it. Maybe hike the entire length of it through the Smokies and Shenandoah, stuff like that. But I've, I picked up Wild after that, and I'm in the middle of that, which is also has a movie by, uh, that's starring Reese Witherspoon, but it's about yeah. a woman. It's actually the same. They hiked the same year, I believe. It was 96. And she was on the Pacific Crest Trail at the same time. These guys were out on the Appalachian Trail. Somebody uh, else that I know is reading that right now, but I don't know who. I, uh, yeah, you know, if I if fun. I had if I had six months to give up, I might would go for it. But I don't know. I I read an article about a guy who did it, and he said when he was done, he had a hard time. You know, because he just kind of went back to normal life, like working at a desk and stuff. And he was like, I couldn't sit mm-hmm. at my desk. He's like, I'd have to get up and I'd be walking five or 10 miles a day around my office building. <laughs> he just got, he got so <laughs> used to all he ever did was walk, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'd be I interesting to do. I definitely mean, could see that. The, I, uh, and it might, oops. Go ahead. Uh, well, just on on the Appalachian Trail and Pacific Crest, uh, something that surprised me recently is just the amount of national trail systems there are. Uh, those are the two most famous that I know of, but there's probably, I'd say, I'd say there's twenty or thirty of them probably that are. Uh, there's the one they did in the in Unbranded, which goes up mm-hmm. through the Grand Canyon. Uh, there's another coming back further east that actually starts uh, about the Guadalupe Mountains out here in Texas. And you can take up uh, all the way through the Rockies, basically runs along the Continental Divide the whole way. Is it the Continental Divide Trail? Probably, I think so. Um, And then there's actually one that starts in Caprock Canyon State Park uh, here in Texas up around Lubbock. It's not a big one, but it's, I mean, it's 190 miles, I think. Um, there's several that run east-west all through the south that I'm aware of. So do some research on it. You may have more access to one than you would suspect. Hey, they, they have the Palmetto Trail right here in South Carolina. It runs from, I think, Oconee, all the, Oconee State Park all the way down to uh, – Allendahl on the coast. It's all connected. Give it a go. One one trail I'm really interested in, and it's not finished, is the I think it's the Sea to Summit or Summit to Sea. It starts yeah. in the Smokies and ends in it's in all of North Carolina and ends at the ocean. I don't think it's fully connected at the moment, but it, that one would interest me greatly. Hike across the whole state of North Carolina. That'd be cool. That middle part has to be rough, man. Yeah. Like, when you're not or at the yeah. ocean. And North Carolina is really long. Uh, it's going to take a lot of motivation. Let's see. There's one all through Florida, it looks like. Anyways. That one, that one would actually be cool to, like, come out of the national park and, like, road bike across the state to the closer to the ocean and see what, I don't know what's on the coast and the 
in North Carolina, but I assume it might be swampy and have the, the outer, outer banks. banks. Did you find any negative Amazon reviews? Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> that one of them said I thought this was going to be about hiking the Appalachian Trail they didn't even make it 40% of the way (laughs) they're old fat guys they're going to spend six months hiking mountains yeah Uh, so this one says great book if you love people who love themselves to an extreme (laughs) also a great read if you hate the United States especially southerners (laughs) He does bring up deliverance quite a bit oh. in the book. <laughs> what does he say I, I mean, about Southern folk? He just bring, keeps bringing up deliverance uh, and <laughs> hearing banjos in the <laughs> in his head. <laughs> but I mean, I've been out in the. I live right next to Georgia. <laughs> there we go. We got some dueling banjos. <laughs> I've been out to North Georgia before, and I've. I can't disagree with him there. There's some sketchy people up there. Yeah. Hey, he talked a lot about murders on the trail. How people are always really worried. He's like, there's only been nine in like the last 75 years. If you draw a 2,000 mile line across anywhere in the United States, you're going to come across nine murders. Yeah. There was nine in Odessa this weekend, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, back on the uh, review, it says, here's a great example. See, the Army Corps of Engineers aren't really good at building. One time, this thing that they built broke. Moving on, I like Great Britain because there aren't that many Americans there. See, I really <laughs> hate myself. <laughs> so I take it out on all other Americans. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I added it to my list. Um and then I added a few others that came recommended as part of it. So I got a lot, a lot of work to do on my list. I have been, been flying re- through on mine since I got switched over to the iPad. Since you went digital. Yeah. I, uh, I have been reading more lately than I have in a long time, which is a good thing. So, but I'm working on Lonesome Dove, so it's not like it's a, I mean, I even, I could read eight hours a day and it'd probably still take two or three weeks to get through that, I think. Uh, Speaking of the Smokies, look, here's a Lonesome Dove Trail map. (laughs) Fictional, of course. Uh, I'm sure it's based on like the Goodnight Loving Trail or something. Uh, Jared, you recently kicked up to the Smokies. Yeah, we a uh, couple friends from work and uh, and the and the sister. All we all went up to the Smokies a couple weekends ago. Yeah, had a uh, sister and I. We got there a little a day early and uh, decided to go hike the uh, up to Mount Camerere Lookout Tower. Uh, by the uh, the like a uh, like a fire watch tower. Yeah, it's really cool, old, and uh, it's in surprisingly good condition. And I'm surprised they let people still walk up there, though. But it, uh, <laughs> not, not that good a condition. <laughs> no, not that good a condition. But, 
But uh, so yeah, that was pretty cool. We had a we had a bear encounter on the way up Ooh. up up to it. So that was that was pretty fun. We were were you prepared? Uh, no, but neither were they. So <laughs> and, it, and there was there was they had their claws <laughs> claws and teeth. <laughs> they they hauled butt the other way, man. They were hauling ass, but uh, there was, was cubs, like right? Yeah, it was uh, mother bear and one cub. So that was that was the highlight of that day. And uh, but the next the next day we uh, we went up to the uh, Mount Leconte Lodge, which is the highest lodge by elevation on the uh, the east coast so that, that was pretty cool no electricity east of the they, mississippi yep but they did have flushing toilets which was surprising but uh it was cool it was really cool <laughs> what was that like i i actually had never heard of it until you mentioned it to me when we were golfing and i'm the, uh, somewhat the familiar lodge. with the national park yeah so it was it was pretty, you know, uh, my sister put it this way. It's like backcountry camping with a bed and room service. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, they basically have a large dining hall, which we couldn't use because of the uh, restrictions right now. But they uh, usually where everyone gathers to eat dinner and breakfast. Um we we ended up eating on our patio on the porch of our cabin. So each cabin is uh, is is uh, I don't know how many people they can accommodate, but like it it ranges from four people up to a group of of twelve, I think, or something like that. So they have cabins that can accommodate that many people. So, so this like a hotel up there. It's got yeah, pretty much. But it, yeah, it doesn't yeah, have electricity, have right? Did you say that? No, no electricity, but they I, they've got to have some sort of refrigeration because there's a solar panel up there for the kitchen, I imagine. I'm sure, they can but, use uh, geothermal. Yeah, and, and uh, they they actually have uh, taps throughout the uh, the side up there with with fresh water that doesn't need to be boiled or anything. You just fill up your Nalgene and you're on your way. No worry of Giardia. Yeah. No, no Giardia, no Giardia up there. I believe that's uh, four episodes in a row now that we have mentioned Giardia. <laughs> Anybody's keeping track. Is it, uh, so you've got a hike up there though. Yeah. You, like you, there ain't you, people drove their truck up there or nothing. Nope, nope. So how they, at the beginning of the season, they uh, they bring a bulk of their supplies, the lodge does, the lodge by helicopter. And then, after that, they have daily trips by a pack of uh, llamas. I think it's have llamas. Yeah, they have a, a llama train that comes up the Trillium Trail and uh, brings in food and probably blankets, TP, and all that other good stuff. This is a Cont Trail, which is not on the are they the shelter or what is it the lodge? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is not on the Appalachian Trail, but this nope. is an example of what Benton McKay had in mind when he would when he one of these things. the Appalachian Trail, these kind of things. And there's actually a few of them along the way, like up in Maine and stuff. Yeah, dude, it'd be cool to stay in one of those, like on the on the AT. But I, I, it, it seems. I mean, 
the staff there worked incredibly hard and it seemed, I don't know what kind of shifts they have. If it's like one week on one week off or something, but it's, uh, I mean, they're there around the clock. So I can see the, how that would be pretty tough to have spread throughout the, the Appalachian trail, these lodges. But it was great. The food is good. That's interesting. I uh, I don't guess I knew anything like that existed. And they do. They they they. If you're a day hiker that just hike that's hiking up there, uh, one of the several ways, uh, you can buy a sack lunch at the lodge, or you can buy cookies. You can buy. I guess that's about it. They got hot chocolate for days up there too, which is delicious. What about coffee? They got coffee, buddy. <laughs> you get it. They give you a cup in the lodge. So you just hang on to the cup and anytime you want coffee, you go down to the, down to the, uh, the dining hall and fill up your cup. <laughs> man, they, it was cool. Man. Man, that, was sounds, really cool. that sounds pretty cool. I wonder if there's anything like that uh, over here in the, in the Rockies. Yeah. I mean, I've sure never heard of it, and I've been up there several times. Yeah, to Leconte, but or is it Leconte or Leconte? I don't. Leconte. Okay, I'm gonna have to switch yeah. that in my brain. Just <laughs> <laughs> you know words, and you guys were up there. Pronounce words, and now and uh, you guys now are planning on going back up in a couple of next week. Yes, sir. Yep. John and I are staying at the uh, the the Leconte shelter, which is about uh, a quarter mile away from the the lodge itself. Uh, and it's more like so. I have seen things like that, like in the Rockies, where it's basically just a in a log cabin that you can show up in if you have to. Basically, a lean-to with a porch and three walls and wooden bunks. But I'm still yeah. The, the Appalachian Trail has them every about every ten miles or so. Um, so shelter up where you need to. Yeah, I've been um, really stressing about this shelter. I've I've been in, <laughs> avoiding them the entire time. I've been planning trips up there, um, but after reading the book, it doesn't they don't sound too bad? Uh, other than the fact that someone might be carrying a contagion these days. But there's probably hantavirus in it too. So yeah, I'd be I would be more worried about the hantavirus. Is how I see yeah. it. Which I worry about in your cabin. If I'm being completely honest. Oh, I mean, if I'm gonna get it, though, I'm gonna yeah. get it. I mean, yeah, his will be done. <laughs> uh well, good. Yeah, we're actually staying. Maybe I'll try to make it out there with y'all, to, depending on how the next 48 hours or so my work goes. Come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> Seriously. We might have to shift our hiking schedule, but that'd be fun. We, uh, before you boys come out, probably need to make sure New Mexico ain't got any weird restrictions going on. I hadn't even checked. I know they were making people traveling from Texas quarantine for a little bit, but Oh, really in our, in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I ain't scared to quarantine for two weeks. 
be kind of nice, yeah. probably. And got stuck in New Mexico. Sorry, guys. No, uh, don't come back don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, the yeah. Albuquerque is also like under some civil unrest, it looks like. Yeah, well, you can still you can fly to Midland if you want to. Uh, I'm going to fly in and then uh, just get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, me and Jared talked the other day about maybe bumping up. We'll, swing. we'll circle back to this later. Yeah. Our viewers don't need to be part of this. Yeah, I'm sure they enjoy our travel, <laughs> our travel plans. Our listeners, not our viewers. How much toilet paper are you guys bringing? <laughs> None. Jared, uh, just while we got you, a handful of episodes ago, I got uh, fired up about some kickback or some pushback y'all got for wanting to do the Philly Marathon. Yep. Uh, and damn it if they weren't right. Yeah. What uh, what has <laughs> what has come of that? Uh, well, we got an email a couple uh, couple of weeks ago saying that the Philly Marathon is canceled for 2020. Um, so I'm trying to find an alternate alternate race. Canceled, not postponed. Canceled, canceled straight up. There, I don't even know if there's a virtual option for this one. Uh, no so I, according to the, like the interviews I watched, that it was a pretty easy decision for them. Just just because they hadn't purchased anything for the race yet. They only had reservations, so there there was really nothing would uh, financially invested, and racers are able to get their money back. What uh, what was the date of that race? That was going to be November November twenty second. Wow, I'm sure the coronavirus will be gone by then. I've yeah, got I don't a, know. I've got a funny feeling that on November the fourth, it'll be gone for a while. <laughs> Well, we need it. I, I, I hope the Charleston Marathon happens. When's that one set for? Find up for that. Let's see. That is January. January sixteenth. Oh, surely you'll be good on that. My thinking is. So I have had a change of heart on some things. Well, I'm not going to say a change of heart. I still don't agree with it, but I've accepted it. Uh, is if you want to come run the race, come run it, but check everybody's temperature before they get yeah. on the starting line. That's what my gym does. Yeah. And so, I mean, you – you can put your controls in there if you really want to make the thing happen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the and, and just like the the race I ran, I don't know, I guess a couple months ago now, that wearing a buff around the, the starting village. Right, yeah, while you're at the starting uh, line. As soon as you start, I mean, just you, you've taken it upon yourself, you know. Yeah. And I feel like if you're running, if you're run, if you're running a marathon, you're not, you're probably not going to run it while you're sick. No, but I guess it's the other people there, you know, the crowd. I mean, Philly is a big, it's a big race. But, well, you know. and do what golf has done. Just don't allow spectators, you know? Yeah, that's true. There wasn't any of the marathon I ran is <laughs> damn 15. 
15 degrees outside the whole time. There wasn't anybody there watching. I made it through well enough. Yeah, looking at a looking at a 50k now to to replace that in October, early early October, probably the first weekend. Oh, Jerry Penny, you can run a 50k. We got. <laughs> do you want, dude? There is actually a race, a 50k going down in North Augusta on the third uh, of October. Uh, yeah, on the uh, the Fats Trail system. Yeah, that's where I hike every weekend. I know the fats. I've never been there, but I'm familiar with them. Uh, we all just be sure you can be in Vegas on the 10th. You got a place weekend. to stay. The, uh, um, I found a pretty good 50K training plan the other day. So I'm going to pursue that once I get beyond the 5K. What day? What when is it? The fifth no, I just found a training plan. Are you do it? Oh, yeah. The one so for as long as I've been a runner, the two I've wanted to do were the big bend fifty K or fifty miler. Ooh, or the sir. one at, or the one at Paladuro Canyon, either one. Uh, now what about primarily out of convenience is why I want to run those. Slightly more inconvenient one, the uh tobacco road is that still on your radar uh, that's that's just a, a marathon right yeah pussies and that's in just, march just a marathon just a marathon that's in march right yeah yeah then yes that's still on my radar i hadn't run in three weeks though So that's all right though. I've I've gone longer. Just got to get back to it, man. Yeah, I've been working out though. I mean, I still I've been on the the Nordic and been going to the gym a couple times. But uh, I got some work to do. Got some work to do. Uh. Speaking of, uh, well, not running in three weeks, I went to Lake Possum Kingdom, played some golf. I did actually run one time while I was there, uh, and it was it kicked my ass. Uh, and I'll tell you why. It was five hundred feet elevation. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was the entirety of two and a half miles that I ran. It was uh, seventy-five degrees out, probably. Uh, it was very humid though, which is not something I'm used to. And there was 161 feet of elevation gain. (laughs) And it was tough. And that was the last time I ran. So, but, uh, that lake is nice. If you ever get a chance to go play some golf, hang out in the Brazos river, Tell, tell them about the, the scenery. Tell us about the scenery, dude, uh, of the golf. Now, the golf the golf course is beautiful. It's uh, The golf course is called the Cliffs at Possum Kingdom. It's also the name of the resort. 
uh, it's basically a gated community on on what is Lake Possum Kingdom. Uh, the course runs all through, uh, I don't really know what you call it, River Valley, I guess. Uh, and it's in immaculate shape. It's a very difficult golf course. Um, all along the way, you know, there's, uh, I'd say, six or seven of the holes run actually along the cliffs of the lake. Uh, these cliffs are two, three hundred feet, probably down to the water. Um, and it's great views. It's it's a an awesome golf course all the way around. Uh, see a lot of deer and stuff, you know, while you're out there. Um, and then Possum Kingdom itself is is a reservoir along the Brazos River. Uh, it's home to the state striped bass hatchery. One thing I had never been beyond the cliffs. We went several times when we were in college up there with that country. Once you get on beyond it is beautiful. Uh, I won't say mountainous, but uh, kind of reminded me of the area around Ponca, Arkansas. Are you talking uh, about green. like beyond Hell's Gate? No. So, you know, like com coming up from Eastland and Ranger, we'd always just stop at the, with a course and go in right there uh -huh. you just keep on going you go down and cross over the brazos river uh, and climb up out of the valley and it's just all uh river breaks basically coming nice. down into it and so it was real nice i got to uh i was able to see uh comet neowise which is a once in every eight thousand year experience Damn. took some searching but i found her and then uh, we rented a boat a couple days, went out on the lake, so cruising around. And you said uh, you had to sell your soul to get that boat? Yeah, yeah I had to sign. Uh, I never rented a boat before, but uh, you basically have to sign about as much paperwork as you do for a mortgage to <laughs> rent a boat. But it's well worth it. And uh, got to see a lot of the lake. You know, the lake's got a bunch of big uh, houses all around it. Um, when I say big, I mean, uh, ranging from four to $11 million in value. So it's cool just to cruise around and look at those. And then the further up the lake you go from that area, uh, the more remote you get, you know, you get into areas where it's just, uh, you know, there's a state park out there and I don't want to go so far as to call it wilderness, but it's a little more secluded kind of going up river so check it out if you ever get a chance water's a big deal for me so and you know what i remember playing golf there is that one par three where the green is just seems like forever below you yeah I had some issues <laughs> on that hole. It is, I would say it's a hundred yards down probably to the, <laughs> to the green. And then it's got, uh, it's got water on the right and the left is basically a cliff face. And so if you miss the green, you're screwed. And so what I actually did on that hole is I hit, I was playing from the tips and it was about, I want to say it's about 190 from the tips to the green. And I hit like an eight iron. I ended up <laughs> pin high left, but I was up on that cliff 
and probably from where I was down to the pen was probably 20 vertical feet straight down. And so I actually stopped at the women's tees on the way down and hit another ball onto the green from there. And when I got down, the one I hit up on the cliff, I tried to putt it from up there and it went in the water. So I ended up just playing the one I hit off the, off the ladies tees. Uh, holy cow. Dude, those, those switchbacks going down to the green are <laughs> <laughs> that's no joke dude. yeah they put those governors on the golf cart man you just can barely go which it's probably a good thing they do or people be killing themselves <laughs> oh my gosh there was a there was one hole where i is number i think it's four it's another par three that you basically hit over a canyon and all basically your only options to hit the green or you hit it in the gunch well i hit it on the green and ended up three putting it and I uh, was walking off the green. I said, that's a three putt bogey. And Kathy goes, I recorded you saying that. You know, I said, well, anybody who's ever played with me is not going to be surprised. (laughs) 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 I think I had about nine of them. So, but it was fun. We went and hung out in the river one day too. I looked for rocks and stuff, which I like doing. Anything good? No, nah, I didn't find much worth writing home about, but I would have liked to kayak a little ways, and there's people out there fly fishing and stuff. So, so that was that as much needed vacation for me. John, you've continued going to the Whitewater Center? Yeah, I went up and took a private lesson last weekend mostly because the role class had filled up, but uh, I think I made a lot of progress. He helped me out with uh, my paddling, which I have trouble with, and then doing the role. I'm doing a new type of role than they teach you because it's this one's harder to teach, but it's easier to do, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can understand that. Um, so I'm going to start doing that and I've signed up for the next class the weekend after I get back from the Smokies. Um, looks like I'm going to stick with it and keep going with it. You have been on it pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, usually I want to just go do something and experience it and then I quit. And, uh, but after I buy all the gear, I buy the gear first and then I, thousand dollars on equipment and then yeah katie Katie says i um i like buying the gear more than i like doing the activities (laughs) i can understand that the the only gear i have bought is a helmet and a life jacket i haven't bought a boat yet though so i'll quit after i buy the boat right well you can make use of the life jacket elsewhere i'm sure and the helmet too you guys need to get out to Kong, catch John a fish. Dude, I'm just waiting, man. <laughs> Jared's ready to go. I, uh, you're gonna say you're ready to do something. Oh, I want to get in. I want. I want to get into like sea kayaking too. I think that looks fun. So, um, there's actually a. Uh, place in I think Charleston that no maybe it was Savannah that does uh, sea kayaking lessons so I might check them out during the 
off season. While How far are you from Savannah? Three hours. What kind of sea kayaking are we talking about? Are you going like out, out, or running along the shore? Running along the shore, but there's waves and stuff that you have to take into account. So that's yeah. why they have lessons and stuff. I got gotcha. you. You're welcome to join. Launching, dude, launching off of a beach. I've seen too many videos of that going wrong in a big way. <laughs> What's how? What could doesn't seem like? Well, if if even a like a one foot wave rolling into the beach can still ruin your day. Like if you catch that wave wrong, I mean you're going over, you lost your equipment, your pride somewhere on the beach. I don't know, man. It's it's not a. It, I, I've seen it go wrong too many times. <laughs> not saying I won't try it. Not saying I won't try it, but you know. I guess I've never witnessed it. I have seen people. Porter Ranza's on the channel kayaking across, which seems crazy because all them big barges come through throwing a 20-foot wake out. And you're like, damn, I wouldn't be part of that. Yeah, that that's pretty dangerous, but yeah, you should you should look up some of the fails, Barry. Beat beat kayak, beach launch or, fail. Yeah. Whitewater kayakers call you a beater if you uh go out and take something on that you're not ready for. So <laughs> beater. Well, I yeah. mean, there's only one way to go about a beach launch though. Like it, you either do it or you don't like that's, you just gotta, like, <laughs> right, you gotta get after it. You just gotta go and pray. <laughs> that's funny. We'll get some John, get you a boat and go get after it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Keep asking Katie to go up there and if I don't do anything the class is $35 and the cost of gas to get up there but um, Katie's still like uh so I ask her to come along with me and she goes shopping while I go to the kayak go kayaking what uh oh, she has no uh, like want to, to 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 try it not the whitewater kayaking I have mentioned getting her a kayak so that we can go out on the lake yeah. together and yeah. that's going to help me get a kayak and get permission to get a kayak so would you with with like open water kayaking like that would you use your white water kayak when when you get it or would you have it like a different sit on top um, sort of thing i would probably use the white water kayak while i had it before i decided to get one a more uh -huh. of a touring one or a recreational one. I got gotcha. you. I do have like a desire to go like do like backpacking, but instead of like kayak to your campsite, get out, uh, stay there and tour around. That would, that would be pretty nuts. Nuts to do. They do that here on the, Oh man, what Island is it called? So I think it's Capers. I don't know if it's Capers, but one of the, one of the national seashores here, they, they do that. They kind of do some island hopping. And, uh, you know, it, it seems pretty legit. I think it'd be a lot of fun. 
It'd be more fun for my wife too to do that than get beat up by rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could ruin your day too. <laughs> Jared, I wanted to I don't know what triggered this for me, but you eat mostly a plant based diet. Yes, sir. Probably ninety five percent. Probably ninety eight percent. I think I've actually asked you this before, but what uh why do you do that? Oh, and what, what triggered you to want to do it? Let's see. What was the trigger? What was the trigger? I, I think the, the trigger was when I got my cholesterol test back from, from uh, when I was doing keto. And uh, I was like, man, I need to make a change. But I didn't, I didn't go full vegan. Well, I guess I'm still not full vegan. But eventually it got to the point where I was like, man, I'm just going to try it. I think I'm just going to cut out meat, cut meat out of my diet for a little bit. And I did. And I, I, I don't know. I started feeling great. I don't know. Like, I like, I don't know. It's weird. I like, I don't crave the meat or anything. Like a, I crave a burger, but, <laughs> but so if we want to cook some ribeyes while we're in, in Pecos, you're going to say, nah, I'll just have a. We'll grow them a broccoli yeah, steak so, or a cauliflower, yeah. <laughs> cauliflower find, steak. Find something else. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me, uh, he's like, I'm going to be grilling some hamburgers and frying up some sweet potatoes at the campsite in the Smokies. BYOM, bring your own meat because I'm making <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so I, I think so. When you eat plant protein, you're getting a bunch of other stuff too, and I think that's what like what's attractive to me. Like uh, you eat a hundred grams of protein through plant sources, you're getting a lot more, a, a lot of other stuff from it too. I don't, I don't know how else to really explain it. Yeah. How are your uh, vitamin B levels? I think they're pretty good. I mean, I eat plenty of uh, nutritional yeast. There's a lot of B12 in that. So what? Uh, what is your diet like? Uh, we'll say yesterday was your long run day. You ran Woke 18 up. miles. How are you feeling yourself through the day? So I had a... Uh, in the morning, I had a bagel with uh, some avocado on it in the morning. Got back to the house. Well, I stopped at the local coffee shop, got me some coffee uh, on the, when, on the, when I was done. Ate, ate one of those kind bars. Uh, and uh, I had a bean and tofu scramble burrito with some grits. So you're not even eating eggs or anything like that. No, no. You still Don't eat gluten? Scramble, dude. Yeah, bring on the gluten. <laughs> bring it on. But, but I'm not. I'm not like. You know, I, I, I'm not religious to it. I mean, not like when we were at Mount Lacan, I had freaking roast beef and bacon. 
while I was up there. So I'm not. Well, and you're not an asshole about it either. You know, you're doing it. You're doing it for the health benefits, not because you think you're, you don't, not because you think you're superior for not eating animals. No, de- definitely not. Definitely not. And if, when we went back into town into Silva, North Carolina, I mean, I had a burger and even feel bad about it. So. My uh, dad is also a part-time vegan. Sometimes he eats shrimp. And he's been doing that for a while now. And he's had some good results. He's always been fat like me. And he's kept off the weight. I don't ever remember your dad being fat. I mean, he's probably... The biggest I saw him is probably at what I'm about now. Maybe skinnier than that. But... Since I've moved out here, I remember about eight years ago, seven years ago, I went back and saw him. I'm like, damn, he's lost a lot of weight. And then he switched to a couple of years. I remember at one point he quit eating dinner and just drank a six-pack of Miller Lite. Yeah. I wouldn't say he eats a healthy vegan diet. (laughs) 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 He does not eat meat. It works for me. Well, I was listening to uh, to uh, Joe DeSena on Rogan a while back. He's the guy that uh, founded the Spartan Races. It's a really good episode. I would encourage y'all both to go listen to it. But he said he puts anybody that needs to um, – he put, he put several people on basically just a raw fruit and veggies diet. Don't even cook them, you know. And had a lot of success with it. Well, I mean, the the skinniest I've been in my adult life, I was a vegetarian. But I, I was also training for an Ironman at the time too. So yeah, well, I can see I can see where it would be a good fit for me because I like to eat a bunch, and so I mean, I could just throw together, you know, I could eat like a horse and just eat just a mishmash or whatever veggies, some olive oil on it or something. That, that was one. I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, sorry, Joe. go no, ahead. Uh, well, all right. So <laughs> John, I'll, go, I'll, I'll stay. On, I'll, go, I'll, John, uh, go, John. My, my wife lost a bunch of weight doing weight watchers. And part of what they do is fruit and veggies are zero points. And she likes to eat. She likes to feel full and she'll, she'll go put a whole, sheet pan of broccoli in the oven and roast it and eat the whole damn thing yeah so that's what where that worked out for her and so she she could overeat but she was eating overeating broccoli yeah and not not hamburger well you don't got to worry about calories yeah hardly if you're eating broccoli well if you're eating a lot of beans and i eat a lot of beans sometimes that does come into concern calorie wise you probably exercise enough that you need the calories. So, as for the flatulence, <laughs> <laughs> what dude, once it once you've done it for for a while, it really doesn't bother you too much. Farting, farting. I've been farting my whole life. Yes, it could not <laughs> smell any worse than the farts I've got right now, which smell like. <laughs> like a gasoline soaked carcass so <laughs> i don't know i've tried to get my family on it though i mean not 
I've been noticed, trying to get them to eat better. I've noticed your sister seems to be seems like she tries to eat a lot of vegetables and whatnot. Yeah, she she started it before before I did. So, well, I need to make some changes to my diet. Probably the first thing is to cut out liquid calories. Go a long, go a long way for me. In the form of what, like Coke? No, I haven't. I have not had a. I have not had a soda. I have not had a soda since 2010. Not even a sip. Right on. Or as a mixer, nothing. Soda but is do, the worst thing. For, it's the easiest thing for me to kick, but it's also the easiest thing for me to get back on. I I don't know what uh, – I actually remember it, it was 2010, and it was like middle of January, and I'm like, I didn't set any New Year's resolutions this year. And then I go, I haven't had a soda yet, and so I just said, I'm not going to drink any more sodas. I hadn't had one since. No root beers, Sprites, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper. Unless you mix it with liquor, right? No, not even then. No. Mm-mm. Oh wow! Wow, that's damn impressive. And so I don't think I would enjoy it if I had one now. But I do drink vodka, whiskey, beers, White Claws, Trulies, High Noons, or what those things are called from earlier in the episode. I think. I was just curious on that, Jared, because I, I was just what uh, I wasn't sure if you had read something, but now that we talk about it, I remember you saying it's because your blood levels were out of whack. Yeah, that that was kind of the inspiration behind it, and I don't know, it, it's really easy to maintain, you know, weight with with going on a plant-based diet at least for me yeah well i can no i can believe that for sure because you don't gotta i mean you don't need to count anything carbs carbs or calories what uh do you try uh, to do you try to mix it up like a bunch of different colors or anything like that or you just kind of have your regulars no, I I definitely try to try to mix it up as as much as possible. Like uh, salads are usually just all sorts of different colors in there. Mo- mostly greens. It's probably when I get most of my greens are during you know lunch salads and uh, but usually dinners are something hearty, something I can feel full on. Usually don't eat it after that. Yeah. Uh. What's hearty? Like a zucchini? Like rice. A rice, a lot of beans. It's probably more carby than, than all the other meals. Mm. Although I guess oatmeal is pretty carby. So you eat like oatmeal for breakfast or a bagel with some avocado, salad for lunch, and then rice and beans at dinner. Sprinkle some snacks in there. <laughs> Sweet potatoes, lots of sweet potatoes. Yeah, I've really, I've grown quite fond of sweet potatoes. 
recently over the last six months. I like them. I like to uh, go ahead, John. I'm like a child with vegetables. It's when I did my 75 day whole 30 though, it was, I, I can like tolerate them and I'll eat them. If you put them in front of me, I'm not going to go cook me some broccoli and eat them. But if Katie makes it, I'm not going to argue with it or throw I'll up. Turn your nose up to yeah. it. I like to, uh, I like to make sweet potatoes. I'll just put some olive oil and salt and pepper on them. And then I'll just cook them in the oven for like 45 minutes. Fuck. They're good. Like man. fries. No, I'll just I'll just like cut that? a I'll just cut a sweet potato in half and I'll put the two halves oh, cut side down. Yeah. And they're good. They get real they get that outside the top layer gets like yeah. It gets like gooey almost and real good. It's they're awesome. I'm getting but damn hungry right now. I am too. I just <laughs> I just ate before we came on. <laughs> but now I'm 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 getting a little more concerned about my diet. I need to make make changes. So I'm not going to go plant based. But I don't want to do a a full keto, you know, like a carnivore type diet either. So I just need to find the balance in there. Find what find what works for me. Just more vegetables. Well, one thing and. Uh, you sent me a post uh, by Jesse Itzler yesterday. He only eats fruit until noon, you know? And so I, I kind of in my head was like, man, if I could keep it plant-based until dinner time and then, you know, have some chicken or something at dinner, that probably wouldn't be too bad. I really like Jesse Itzler. He, uh, he's got this, uh, build your life resume more than a, more than a work resume kind of mindset, which I think is, which I like, I like the, the, just the thought process on that. He says, schedule your, uh, oh, what does he say? Schedule your desires before your meetings, basically something like that. He's kind of a beast too. Yeah, he is. He's badass. Is he the guy that lived with a Navy SEAL or some shit like that? Yeah, and then he did another thing like that. Uh, yeah, he just has schedule your life before your meetings. But uh, no, he lived with a Navy SEAL, which ended up being David Goggins. And then he did another thing. I think he did 30 days living with some monks. But uh, he's also an ultra marathon runner and successful businessman. So, when you first introduced me to Jocko, I thought uh, Jesse Etzler was who you were talking about. Oh, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the book. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the guy. Um,. So I don't know. I'll figure something out in that regard. And I also am, I don't know. You got to, that whole, the building your life resume, I think really strikes a chord with me because, you know, your, your work as in your career should probably not be even within your top five priorities. I would, I would say. 
at the end of the day. And I've always said, if I, if I got hit by a bus driving to my office tomorrow, they'd have somebody else in that office by Friday. I always like to think this, this isn't my dream. They are paying me to achieve their dream. Right. But this is not my dream. That's exactly right. Well, that's only one person's dream. Yeah, really. Or two or three, you know, everybody else feel probably feels the same way you do. And I just have never, I'm loyal to my, every company I've ever worked for, but I'm never like, I ain't answering no emails at two o'clock in the morning for anybody either. Sorry to any future employers I've got that might be listening to this. You boys got any closing thoughts? Hit them hard. Eat your vegetables. Eat your veggies. I'm going to give it a try. There's definitely more in my fridge today than there has been in a long time. I actually made a bet with Kathy last night that I'd lose 10 pounds between this Sunday and next Sunday. So 50 that's bucks. Totally, I think that's possible, dude. Oh, no, it's totally possible. I probably lost five already <laughs> right. today. Yeah. yeah. Eat whole 30 the whole time and then go sweat your ass off. Your, your week yeah. is fucking suck, but you lose <laughs> just doing whole <laughs> So we'll see, but I need something just to kind of catapult me. I feel like, uh, and I'm going to try to run a lot too this week and ride. I had two things I wanted to finish with. Uh, we talked about in episode nine, we talked about uh, Shiprock. You being able to see Shiprock when you're driving up to uh, to your new home in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything on the show, but I later uh, – I had Shiprock in my mind as what is actually the Devil's Tower in New Mexico. Isn't that like Nebraska? The Devil's Tower? Yeah. No, it's Wyoming. I'm pretty sure it's in New Mexico. I'm sure it's like in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it is in Wyoming. God damn it making a fool of myself out here. Well, that's what I was th- <laughs> that's what I was thinking about when you said Shiprock. And so uh I didn't have to admit that, but I did, so Shiprock looks pretty wicked though. If you if you look at some of the the pictures of it, I mean it's like whoa. Well it's the same it's the same kind of deal. It's just like where the fuck did that thing come from? Yeah. Dude it's gnarly. That's in Utah, right? No, it's in New Mexico. God damn. Yeah, Farmington. Okay, so I, now that I know what I know, I thought Devil's Tower was where Shiprock is, and I thought Shiprock was in Utah. So, fuck me. Easy mistake. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Rio Jade by Lone Star Beer. Lone Star, if you're listening, I'd have the same 
I have the same feelings I have uh, about Rio Jade as I do the coronavirus. And if that's if I didn't know three people who had had it, I wouldn't think it was real. So find a way to get some to Midland. Yes, sir. High and low, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew what the box looked like. I assume it looks like the cans. So yeah. <laughs> Help me identify it a little bit quicker, but it ain't. It's nowhere to be found around here. It's like the unicorn. I think there's some in Lubbock. Maybe I'll just kick up there this afternoon and see if I can't find it. <laughs> what you got to do when you live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Sometimes you got to drive. Anything else? Go ahead, Jerry. I hope you make it back by Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. That's all I had. Y'all are good? Yep. All right. See y'all next time. See you. Adios. for listening to this episode of the bourbon bookshelf podcast we hope you've enjoyed it until next time you can support us by liking us on instagram at bourbon underscore bookshelf and by subscribing to and reviewing the podcast talk to you soon